Hey, gal. What's up? Where you been? What do you know? Hey, everyone. I'm Alexa. And I'm Catherine. And we're the girls behind Tickets, Please. And on today's episode, we're talking about the Sex in the City episode, The Good Fight. So first of all, my saga this morning. So I was supposed to have a double header dentist appointment. I was going to get cavities filled early this morning and then go for my makeup appointment um, to the oral surgeon to just get x-rays. Well, the cavities did not get filled because I went all the way there. No. For them to tell me that my insurance has capped out for the year and that it would cost $650 to fill my cavities. And I was like yeah okay wait everybody hold on i didn't even know insurance capped out we literally live in hell (laughs) not only does it cap out but the girl said to me she's like your insurance has a really low cap so i'm sure the surgery that i had to take my wisdom teeth out is what did it so i had to pay out of pocket for the appointment that i had two weeks ago that i didn't even know again they never told me that they did not tell me that before i had the appointment and they did not tell me when i was booking the cavity filling that my insurance was capped out so they're like lol you owe a hundred dollars for your appointment last time and i was like thanks amaze and then they wanted me to pay 650 dollars today for cavities i was like Bye. I mean, listen, this is these are the prices I've been paying for dental since I've been uh, since I've had my own self-pay insurance. Mm -hmm. But for someone who's not accustomed to that, to just be smacked in the face with it is insane. I can't afford to just to just give them 650 when I don't have to. Trust me, I get that. Then the hygienist was rude about it. She's like, well, do you want to just do one? I'm like, no, I don't just <laughs> want to do one, actually. Because if I could not pay $320 today, then I will, I'm will. i going to do that. So then I talked to the doctor and he was totally cool and fine. He's like, they're very small. Nothing's going to happen from now till January. Just like get them done in January. So I'm like, thanks. Bye. That is so unbelievably fucking annoying. They couldn't have had that conversation with you before you changed your life and went there. This is what I'm saying. Is this the same place that rescheduled? No, or that was your. No, oh my that God. was my. Everybody is annoying. That was the oral surgeon. So then, of course, naturally, I walk outside from this ordeal and I call the oral surgeon because I'm not going there if it's going to cost me money. Oh, okay. So I called them and I'm like, listen, I just got out of the dentist. They say my insurance is capped out. I'm not coming if I'm going to be paying for this appointment and for the x-rays. It's just not taking place. And so it's not taking place. (laughs) The the receptionist told me that that wasn't going to happen, that apparently they could do something. I don't know. She told me that. I wasn't going to be paying for them because they're follow-up, they're preventative, yada, yada, like whatever. So I said, fine. I, no, no issues there yet. Lord only knows when I'll receive that bill that I the it, things are not covered and all that stuff. But I went and that appointment was literally seven minutes. It was great. And then the other thing that I wanted to tell you was I started listening to The Morning Toast, that podcast with those two girls who are sisters, by the way. I didn't realize they were sisters. Oh, cute. They don't look like sisters. They don't look like sisters. That's why I didn't know. But I guess they've had a recent influx of listeners because they actually did a rundown in one of the episodes this week of who they are, who, like, they mention people, they have dogs, they say their names pretty casually. So they, like, gave a rundown of who everybody was. But I love their show. First of all, it's every day, which is insane. (laughs) It, it has a morning talk radio vibe 
which I know we were recently talking about how much we love it. And they're from New York. I'm listening. Um, you got me. <laughs> so my only thing that I wish, and I know logistically it's not possible because they record it every day and then they put it out. It com- So the, the concept of their podcast is they do five stories before you have your morning toast. They're doing like pop culture news, essentially. And they release them at 1140. And I've long had my morning toast. Like I've been up for five mm. hours already. So I wish that it was the kind of thing where I could listen on my way to work. That would be like the ideal dream. But even still, I... I'm waiting every day for their episodes. I love it so much. No one has ever successfully sold me on a podcast that quickly (laughs) as the way you just did. (laughs) Speaking of podcasts, as I was rewatching The Good Fight, I decided that I would a hundred percent do an episode like a bonus or whatever it is Mm -hmm. on every episode of sex in the city from the beginning wow not that the world needs another sex in the city podcast but it just really hit me how much i wish we had the time to do that within hours yeah i would love to do it This has been my favorite episode of Sex in the City for as long as I can remember. And it just so happened that it became yours too. Not because of me, independent of me. Yeah. And I can't believe we waited this long to talk about it. Well, we have talked about it in a little sense, but never a deep dive. (laughs) It's episode, excuse me, season four, episode 12 or 13, depending on where you look. I don't know why that always happens. What? Okay. I think Carrie... Aiden and Charlotte are at their absolute peak funniest of the entire series. Carrie, for sure, without a doubt. I want to somehow find a way to squeeze every single one of her quotes into this episode so that I can clip them in because I got to tell you, I've seen it a hundred times and I laugh like I've never seen it. When that first scene opens and Carrie's walking through the door... Aiden is so chipper and he's so completely unaffected by the chaos around him that it's hysterical. Hey, Pop-Tart, where you been and what you been to? I got coffee. Carrie's outfit, that sheer, almost see-through white t-shirt with a black bra under it and that pale yellow slip skirt with flip-flops is... (laughs) So unbelievably 2002 in the most perfect way. Yeah. I want to wear that outfit today. Yeah. She's one of her most gorgeous. I can't believe I'm saying that as a statement because it's insane to say because there's so many other episodes where she looks insanely beautiful. But even when they're at lunch with the girls her hair is back and it's it's curly and it just she looks amazing alexa my next note was that at that lunch they all look so summery and glowy and beautiful i love when they're sitting there and she's complaining about aiden being irritating and she says there's no walls you know there's nowhere to hide as soon as i walk in the door he's all up in my face with who'd you see where'd you go who'd you meet what do you know What I know is I need time to decompress. Just be alone. (laughs) I somehow didn't remember that this is the episode that created SSB, secret single behavior. I miss walking into my apartment with no one there and it's all quiet. 
And I can do that stuff you do when you're totally alone. Things you would never want your boyfriend to see you do. Like masturbate? My SSB, my secret single behavior. I was trying to think of examples of mine, and I know that there are, and I couldn't come up with any. I literally wrote down the same thing. I was going to ask you if you had any, and I was thinking to myself, do I have any? And I couldn't think of any that came to mind immediately. I definitely identify with Charlotte examining her pores in a magnifying mm. mirror, but I don't, I think I would not care about doing that. Right. In front of a boyfriend. Like it wouldn't be my secret behavior. I would just <laughs> be like, I'm going to go stare at my pores. <laughs> <laughs> One of my only like hangups about the episode is it's such a small thing, but I really it grinds my gears. The way Samantha says dick in this episode so many times, the way she just over enunciates it, it really cringes me out. Because Samantha's uh, constantly talking like that. I don't know. It's just like the punctuation that she puts on it, because I know the purpose of the over punctuation is that she's really trying to be raunchy and sexual about Richard, even though she has such feelings for him. So I know that that's the point, but I don't know. The way she hits dick every time she says it, um, <laughs> it just gives me like a wave of embarrassment. I don't know what it is. He's got the most perfect dick I've ever seen. Long, pink, amazing. It's delicious. The only thing I like about Richard is his big, throbbing, rock-hard, perfect dick. Kindly take off those pants and show me your dick. Speaking of Samantha and dick, I will never not love hearing her say, Oops. I dropped my portfolio. <laughs> I know we love Smith and I love Samantha with Smith, but something about every time the Richard phase comes in makes me wish that he doesn't end up such a freaking asshole. I know. Because they seem so well suited. He seems like the type of man that Samantha would end up with. So I wish he really did change and was not like cheating on her and a freaking asshole. I think that's a testament to their writing. Yeah. We all fell in love with him despite the fact that he mm -hmm. ends up being such an asshole. And he is exactly the kind of guy she would end up with. He yeah. is. He's like super powerful and strong and just like a man. I don't know. He's just who I envisioned Samantha with. And he pulled out a vulnerability in her yes. that no one else has before, really. And he's the one initiating it every time. Yeah, I know. Oh, man, it just sucks. But the good thing is, is that even though I know how their relationship ends up, I still love him in the beginning. Like Burger, well, Burger is horrible throughout. I realize that now in repeat viewings. But he, what the asshole that he is ruins him in the beginning for me now. When I see him, I'm like, ugh, Burger, get away. Like he's annoying. But Richard, when he starts out, I still am like, oh, Richard, I love them together. I love their beginning episodes, even though I know that he ends up a jerk. Yeah, I can't wait till we end up talking about Burger in a future episode. I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say about Burger too. And I didn't realize it until my mom and I recently rewatched this while she's doing my nails. And it was like the slowest I've ever watched the show. Because normally I'm binging it. And when we got to the Burger episodes, we had a lot of bitching about him. Before the po pre-post-it, he has a lot of issues. <laughs> <laughs> I also have to say, Aiden? Speaking of being at peak funniest, he's the hottest I've ever found him. 
Yes. When he's sitting in that brown leather chair at the end, (laughs) I want her to be with him forever. And I hate Aiden. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've said this in a previous episode at some point, Mm -hmm. but when she asks him for that hour when she gets home and she pulls that curtain closed, the shot of her through that curtain belongs in a museum. I just got to chill. When she leans her head back and you, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yep. And then she pokes her head out. So what are you doing out here? (laughs) And the way he kind of half smiles and shakes his head. You're right. He's the hottest he's ever been. And that is saying a lot because when they go to the Mexican restaurant and he's wearing that white shirt with those, Mm. that almost, it's not embroidery, but that design on the front. Yes, that is When she tries to get back with him and he ends up screaming, you broke my heart on the street. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. extremely hot there too. But this is, uh, I mean, this is, if not one, it's at the very least top three. Yeah. I cried watching this yesterday because of the nature of how we watch things for the podcast i was so much more in the episode than i normally am when i'm watching them on a loop it is so beautiful when she asks him for the hour and he just says yeah i need you to do something i've never lived with anybody before you so i don't know how to say this correctly but i need you to not talk to me for one whole hour I know that sounds pretty selfish, but it's just what I need. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. We don't have any other rooms yet, so I'm going to close these. And then it's like I'm not here. For one whole hour, I'm not here. Thanks. I love you. <sighs> And then she's adorable, takes that moment to herself. And then when she pokes her head, like you just said, and and says, what are you doing out here? And I I love that she says it, but I almost wish she didn't because it just over punctuates the moment when she has her line at the end. That's the thing about needs. Sometimes when you get them met, you don't need them anymore. Because it was so clear from the moment alone that that's exactly what happened. All she needed was him to say that he would respect what she wanted. And then she realized that she didn't actually want that anymore. I was so proud of her for being able to say it too. And like the way she says it and how, because normally Carrie, you know, carries out in a relationship, especially when she's like with Big and she just freaks out and she doesn't know how to like communicate that well. Yeah. So I was so proud to hear her articulate it pretty respectfully and and nicely it was just such a beautiful interaction between them i think it was an example of how they were meant to be and would have eventually become most of the time yeah but (laughs) what do i know (laughs) bart bass is in this episode is this the first time you've seen the ep since you watched gossip girl (laughs) yes and for some insane reason it didn't connect. What? I saw him in... Well, first, I had never... I had watched Gossip Girl before I ever watched Sex in the City, so I always saw him as Bart Bass, but when I saw him, I was like, oh my god, can't believe he's in this episode. It did not connect. <laughs> I can't believe that. He's so much less robotic and mean. <laughs> <laughs> he still does have the same energy, though. He does. Maybe we could <laughs> apply the Archie theory, and that is like the same guy. He is in New York. A hundred percent. 
<laughs> Definitely. This is who he is after he's faked his death with his family and building a new life. Oh, I was going to say pre, pre-Chuck pre and his mom, <laughs> but I guess we could go that's true. I have to look him up because I, I like still can't connect the two in my head. He even wears a suit like he wears in Gossip Girl. It's because he's so much more normal. He's not like grimacing and mean. So let's talk about Mrs. Cohen. Oh, lightning rod. <laughs> It is so funny when Carrie's helping her down the stairs and she looks at her and says, That's a crazy outfit. Have you seen your outfit? (laughs) She is a perfect representation of every little old lady in New York. Totally. I almost don't even know how to talk about their fight because what I really want to do is just recite the entire thing. Yeah, I want to just quote it. (laughs) (laughs) When Carrie walks in and says, I've been outside and what's up? Is old lightning rod next door informs me she will not be leaving for 30 days. And it's such a relief both to her and to us that Aiden actually freaks out and is yeah. frustrated. And it. I actually like his freak out. It's well acted because it could it's such a heightened moment that it could be very cheesy, but it just borderlines on cheesy when he's just like I was afraid she was gonna do that. Fuck. It's funny. And then when she leaps into his arms and is like, (laughs) Thank you. You hate it too. I'm so relieved. I thought you'd already changed into a pod. Invasion of the single snatchers. And then they get to the closet clean out. And when Aiden is climbing down, holding her shoes and one of them falls in the way she screams, Careful! (laughs) Careful! Okay. Damn, my ears. <laughs> oh my gosh. And of course, one of my fave lines is when he, the look he gives her when he pulls out the outfit she's wearing at the end. And she's like, don't do that. Don't mock the clothes. And he says something like, oh, like, uh, I guess when and where were you planning to wear this? And for the record, have worn it. December 99. Union Square book signing. It's such a facet of Carrie's personality that she would a thousand percent be the kind of person who knows exactly when and where she's worn every single thing in that closet. Yeah. So we have Pete famously chewing the shoe. That dog owes me $380. Fine. You can't buy it. It's circa 1996. And then they get into their full-blown fight. And, and this... she's rummaging around in his box and says, just look, at the... just look at this bathroom. Look at all your shit in my bathroom. Who needs five almost empty speed stick deodorants? What are you, a crazy bag man? They're different smells. And Musk, when have you ever worn Musk? I mean, look at this stuff. You got old razors, Rogaine. Wait a minute. You used Rogaine? I didn't know you It's preventative. Is your hair falling? I don't want to talk about it! (laughs) And then I don't remember when this comes up, but at some point she says, oh, it's at the beginning of the shut up portion. Uh You're fighting with me about a stupid fucking outfit. Oh, shut up. It's Roberto Cavalli. I threw it away and I love it. (laughs) And then he's like, shut up. (laughs) Shut up? Shut up? Yes, shut up. Shut up. You're telling me to shut up. Please just shut up. I am so sick of 
here and you're talking, talking, talking all the time. Don't you ever just shut up? Carrie needed to be in this place. Because, like, we've talked about how Carrie doesn't start out that funny and then she grows to become almost like a different version of herself that's way funnier and sarcastic and cheeky. And she embodies it so perfectly in this episode. And then I love, of course, that she ends up accidentally demonstrating why she needs the second bathroom door yeah. oh yeah we didn't even talk about that at the beginning when he's like who needs two bathroom doors and she's like me the one who loves her two bathroom doors what do you need two doors for well because you know sometimes i'm in a hurry and it's just quicker to open out that one and it's my escape route in case in case what in case rapists come in my bedroom window i see them in the mirror and i'm, I'm gone a whole lot of finger wind going on in that bathroom and then after she walks out the door, I think he kicks a box on the a box of yes. her shoes or something, and she says, "I heard that." And the way he then leans in to check his hairline. Oh yeah, because she has the iconic line at the end of their fight. You can stay here with your boxes of shit and your shoe eating dog, and you can knock yourself out putting on the Rogaine and the speed stick. And then somehow we end up with another one of the best, I think, interactions of the entire series, which is Charlotte and Trey fighting in front of the girls yeah. about the cardboard baby. Which, like, by the way, so I know they managed to make it hysterical, but that is so atrocious that he buys her that cardboard baby. When he gives it to her and she's so excited and hopeful about what it is, like it's like this thoughtful gift. And then it's that effing cardboard baby. It's really... It's amazing they actually found a way to make it so funny when they fight about it. Because it's so gross. I think if we... And obviously this is not how life works, but <laughs> if we can put aside the depth of her feelings mm -hmm. about wanting a child and the incredibly difficult experience that whole thing is mm -hmm. and we just view it as he's trying to lighten the yeah. pressure so that maybe hopefully that loosens something up between them mm -hmm. and that it clears space for a baby to actually come into their mm -hmm. life if we assume the best of Trey, right right that's the angle that i think allows it to be funny if we understand it from charlotte's real life perspective it is you're right totally horrendous <laughs> it's horrendous <laughs> but her reaction is so funny at that dinner the way how she says trey and i hardly ever yell we're wasps wasps don't yell it's genetic and then 60 seconds later is screaming at the top yeah. of her lungs don't you bring that flat baby in here i will kill you and it's so like awkward when he comes in and is talking to them about it and lays out the situation before they start fighting and he's like carrie you're funny. Cardboard baby. I mean, that's funny, right? I mean, it's not funny, ha-ha, but silly. See, they sell them in novelty stores. And other people buy them. And, and, and the clerk said that it was funny. You, you know what? Maybe you have to see it. Is the look on her face, she just is like... Ooh, like what do i do what do i say how do i act it's horrible it's so cringy when he comes in he just has no after she specifically said not to be there too which is just another thing but comes in and he's trying with them and he tells her the whole thing i just ugh, god and then they all decide they're gonna leave mm -hmm. and as they're walking out you are the man who gave me a cardboard baby was funny no it wasn't and then the the punctuation of share of carrie saying good night 
Oh my God. My next notes are about Samantha and Richard. So I don't want to move on if you have more. The only other thing I had was that I love Carrie's dress at that dinner. It's reminiscent of the naked dress from the the earlier seasons, but it just looks so beautiful on her. Nobody wears clothes like SJP. Oh, and it is funny at that dinner when Miranda's like desperately trying to get through the courses because she wants to have sex and Carrie has to tell her to chill. For some reason, this is one of my least favorite versions of Miranda this episode. Like, what do you mean? I don't know if I've done enough thinking to figure Mm. out why. I guess because I think of Miranda as the kind of person who would be like, who cares if I'm pregnant? This man is hot. I need to have sex. This is what's happening tonight. And she seems so not like herself. Yeah. When when she's having that conversation with Carrie walking down the street, and it's funny. I like it. But when she's like, is it tacky? And beyond tacky, is it safe? Let's assume he's a really great fuck. Because so many men are. Could all that poking shake the baby loose or something? No, that's silly. (laughs) Married couples have sex all the time, but what if he's huge? Again, because so many men are. Could the dick dent the baby? Where do you think dimples come from? Oh, that is so cute. I try. I just, it doesn't seem to me who Miranda really is and the way she's speeding through dinner to get to it Mm. is not the way Samantha might where she's like I want to get laid let me get this dinner over with it's more with an edge of desperation like I better Uh. hurry up because this is my only chance and I guess maybe I just don't like seeing Samantha or frankly any of them like that you're worth more than that and if a guy isn't going to want to sleep with you because you're pregnant that's his problem. That is also true. Don't and I, don't bend yourself because you're afraid that somebody's not going to want you. Maybe that's just me talking to my younger self. No, I think it applies to what you're saying in the show too. Because you're, I think you're 100 percent right. I hadn't thought about it because it's so funny, and I'm like enjoying the story. But it really isn't in character with Miranda, like at all. I guess it could be said that Miranda's never been in this scenario before. She's never been pregnant before, true. and. And for a long time, probably thought she never would be. Mm -hmm. I don't think she really wanted kids. So maybe it's just like because of the newness of it all, it's she's navigating it differently. Yeah, I have to think about that more. Miranda, I mean, I guess that's not true because like all of them are like this. But we do see so many different sides of Miranda, so many different episodes and stories and guys and all that, that I guess I just kind of lumped it in as part a facet of her. But mm-hmm. it does. But you are right that it is one that doesn't really fit. Like it seems like it's it's not how she would kind of handle the situation. I do want to say that every time I rewatch and see Charlotte with Trey, it's so I just get so excited for when she's with Harry. Because it just, I, Charlotte is one of the best, most rewarding stories, maybe for a TV character like ever. It's so beautiful to see her go through all she has to go through and then get what she has always wanted with Harry at the end of the series. And every time I watch this and see her fight with Trey and like resign herself that maybe she will never have kids to know and that to she know does, where she ends up. Yeah, yeah, it gets me every time. That is really special. The version of Charlotte that is with Harry at the end. Maybe if Harry, maybe Harry could pull off a, a cardboard baby <laughs> in the right scenario, you know? Like, 
the person that Charlotte is is so much more free and accepting of maybe things not exactly going according to the plan she has. And she's still so hardcore on the plan with Trey that there's just no space for her to even find what he's trying to do funny or successful at all and i think harry would have presented it differently too. yeah he's also not like a robot monster like trey is <laughs> yeah one of the things i always notice about the first half of that scene with samantha and richard when they're swimming and it's sexy and she's taking her gold louboutins off <laughs> mm-hmm. is how there i think intentionally is no music it's so silent and all you hear are the sounds of the city wow i somehow didn't notice this i was so like focused on the action that i wasn't even paying attention i didn't even hear that and so then in the second portion of that scene mm-hmm. where he turns the music on and the way he turns around and reaches out to her, like, I, when I tell you I cry every time, I've, I've seen it 10 times at this point. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, in- this is the best episode. I, the fact that every story is so good and that we have such a, even if it was just Aiden and Carrie, and Samantha and Richard, the episode would be an A+. Kim Cattrall is such an amazing actress. And I don't think about that enough because usually she's being so funny and wild (laughs) and big. Mm -hmm. And the way she plays this is so beautiful. You can see how much she's fighting against being honest with herself about how she feels with him Mm -hmm. for him and also not wanting to give in to the tenderness that he's offering when she runs her hand down his rope. Yeah. The audience, we've always known that part of that is a defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, her sleeping with tons of men is also just because she's open and free and loves it and as she should. But there's a small, small part of it too that won't let her get close to anyone in that way. And so when she runs her hand down his robe, it's so symbolic. Yeah. Because in any scenarios like this, she reverts to that to protect herself and to keep herself where it's comfortable. When she goes to do it and then he has to like stop her from... It does feel so much like she's falling into her normal patterns of like this is what she does when she's in this scenario and he stops that and says or not says but just tries to bring her back into that moment where she is being vulnerable with him it makes me see how she would have tried to forgive him later on yeah because she knows what he's capable of she knows that that depth is really there Yeah. And that's how we get stuck with guys who don't deserve it. But the way you can see the tears in her eyes, and then she finally puts her head down on his shoulder. I can't. It's like, my God. It's too much. The first time you saw this episode and you saw at the very end, the door opens and Carrie walks out in that Cavalli outfit. What did you think? (laughs) 
<laughs> I thought about how it's interesting that they probably ended up resetting everything. Like, I wonder what happened logistically with the stuff. I guess they just kind of reverted and she didn't end up getting rid of stuff and all the laying out of the shoes that they did in the bathroom. It probably all went back in the closet. I, it just, <laughs> it makes me wonder at post fight when they make up, they must have just never really done anything about the issue of the space. That's so interesting. I always assumed it was that she did let some stuff go, but she pulled that one back out because mm. it felt like it represented her. And and that moment mm. in time. But I think that that's how Carrie probably feels about all of her clothes. You're right. Yeah. So how could she part with any of that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the fact that she carries out the dead plant. Yes. Actually, almost now feels like foreshadowing. In fact, she's not going to let herself go, but she is going to let Hayden go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's not how it was intended, but... Oh my God, she killed their love fern. (laughs) (laughs) Our love fern! It's dead. You let it die! And then the way she... That... That shot of her walking down the street. Yeah. But it's so pretty and feels so much like the end of summer in New York. Yes. A perfect episode. We should ask our Instagram followers what their favorite episode of Sex and the City is. Definitely should. You guys, tell us your favorite Sex and the City episode. Or just wait until we do our Sex and the City podcast. (laughs) Hey Siri, how many episodes are there of Sex and the City? Which one? I found two. Which one? Ugh. Oh. God. (laughs) She's not sure how many episodes there are. He's not sure. Well, Siri, Google is going to have the answer. 94. Well, that's not as many as I thought, actually. It would take us less than two years if we did one a week. Wow, that's not so bad. You guys. We're doing it. We're here to announce. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you enjoyed this episode, DM us and let us know which one we should do next. And leave us a five-star review on iTunes and on Spotify. Till next time. Bye. Wait.